Heather, welcome back. Yeah. This is Teresa. Thanks for 200k. It's 40. That is a nice surprise. Um, federal judge issues surprising order on Trump criminal case. Uh-oh, this good or bad? Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network. So there is a very important judge hearing before Judge Eileen Cannon, the federal judge in the Southern District of Florida, in the criminal case against Donald Trump, brought by the special counsel's office of special counsel Jack Smith, as well as against Donald Trump's co-defendant, Waltine Nauta, for obstruction of justice, making false statements, conspiracy, and of course, willful retention of national defense information. The hearing scheduled for July 18th is what's called a SEPA status conference, Classified Information Procedures Act status conference. I'll explain a little bit what that means in a moment, but Judge Eileen Cannon, as we predicted here on the Midas Touch Network, is going to also be using this hearing that's taking place on July 18th to talk about when the trial date for the criminal case against Donald Trump should be held. Based on the Speedy Trial Act, which is something that interprets the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution, which states that criminal defendants and the public have a right to a speedy trial, uh, Judge Eileen Cannon was compelled to set the trial date within 70 days of when the arraignment took place back in June. So she set a trial date for uh, August of 2023. We always said that's a placeholder date. That's not going to be when trial is. But special counsel Jack Smith submitted a very detailed filing. I'll show you the filing in a moment where he requested that the trial take place on December 11th of 2023. That would be the first day of jury selection, according to special counsel Jack Smith. Donald Trump and Waltine Nauta, his co-defendant, they then filed an opposition, but rather than provide a very specific trial date or make specific arguments under the applicable statute, 18 U.S.C. section 3161, Donald Trump and Waltine Nauta said, hey, Judge Eileen Cannon, we will just talk about when a trial date should be scheduled sometime after the November 2024 election. We're not even going to have you set a specific trial date. And it seems that that approach has likely backfired because Judge Eileen Cannon's telling the parties, get ready right now. Mm -hmm. We're talking about trial date at the SEPA status conference. Here is the paperless order that was issued by Judge Eileen Cannon just moments ago, and it states the following. The parties shall be prepared to discuss the government's motion for continuance and proposed revised scheduling order at the SEPA Section 2 pretrial conference scheduled for July 18, 2023, including the proposed deadlines contained therein and particularized objections thereto in light of 18 U.S.C. Section 3161, the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure, and SEPA, signed Judge Eileen M. Cannon, and she signed it on July 17, 2023. So I zone in on right here where she says particularized objections thereto because 
Donald Trump has not really submitted particularized objections, nor has he provided an alternative trial date. And here, Judge Eileen Cannon is saying, when is the trial date going to be? We should set a specific trial date, not just have an indefinite continuance here. The parties need to be prepared to talk about it. Here is what Special Counsel Jack Smith, to remind you, submitted back on June 23rd of 2023. This is the government's motion for continuance and proposed revised scheduling order. And it states, for very particularized reasons discussed below, the government files the motion to continue the trial date to December 11th, 2023, and to, pro and to propose the associated intervening deadlines discussed below, and the intervening deadlines are things such as discovery cutoffs, um, cutoffs for motion filings, when expert disclosures need to be made, and Special Counsel Jack Smith's team filed a very powerful response to Donald Trump's request for this indefinite extension of a trial. Special Counsel Jack Smith was like, okay, so one of the reasons Donald Trump claims that they need all this extra time is because of the interplay between the Presidential Records Act and criminal statutes. And Jack Smith's like, that borders on the frivolous right there. The Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute. The criminal statutes are the Espionage Act, conspiracy, making false statements, and obstruction of justice. Just cutting right through all of the crap that Donald Trump lies about and spreads. Oh, the Presidential Records Act, the Bill Clinton Sox case. None of that is true. None of that makes sense. It's a special counsel Jack Smith saying, well, that argument borders on Ben Micellis here from the Midas Touch Network. You know, my old mattress was very low quality. It would overheat with my brothers, with friends and family. I say, hey, you got to get this if you want it to warm me up. And it's been sleep like this before. The pods cooling technology is a lifesaver this summer. It's incredible. Here's what you got to do. Go to 8sleep.com slash Midas, D-I-G-H-T. S-L-E-E-P dot com slash Midas. Save $150 on the pod cover. It's the best offer you're going to find. Stay cool this summer with 8 Sleep. It's now shipping within the U.S., Canada, the U.K., select countries in the U.C.U. and Australia. That's 8sleep.com. E-I-G-H-T. S-L-E-E-P dot com slash Midas. You're going to love it. Also, special counsel Jack Smith, like Donald Trump, you're not as important as you think you are. There are a lot of high-profile people who have high-profile trials. The fact that you're running for office, guess what? You're not above the law anymore. You're not the president. You're not entitled to any yeah. presumptions. You're just like any other citizen, uh, except mostly all other citizens don't engage in violations of the Espionage Act, but you're being prosecuted the same way we would prosecute others. And special counsel Jack Smith said, as it relates to one of Donald Trump's claim, oh, it's such a voluminous discovery, and there's all these documents. Oh. It's like, we dummy-proofed this for you. We made keys and maps, and we've showed you where all the documents are. Um, we provided more documents than is even required um, by our disclosure obligations. By the way, on Monday, um, July 17th, a second batch, the remaining documents were turned over by special counsel Jack Smith. And Jack Smith's like, the only delay that's being caused here is the delay by you, Donald Trump, and your co-defendants' lawyers. Get your CEPA, Classified Information Procedure Act, forms in on time, and we will provide the classified information to the lawyers. And that's basically it. You'll have all of the discovery. This case
case is ready to go to trial in December of 2023. Um, and what I think is important here as well, though, is that Special Counsel Jack Smith, I think, would be okay with a, ultimately, if there is a 2024 trial, mm -hmm. say, February or March, that may impact some of the other criminal cases against Donald Trump, like the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal case set for March of 2024, and perhaps the uh, Attorney General's uh, civil case, which is set to go to trial. She's seeking at least $250 million against Trump. Some hugely consequential news out of Georgia. Oh, You'll remember that last week, Donald Trump's attorneys had from the Trump Organization and the remaining Trump soldiers, essentially everyone other than Ivanka. That's said to take place October of 2024, but I think Special Counsel Jack Smith would be okay. And I would be okay if it was three or four months back, but that there was a trial before the November 2024 election, I think is very, very important. All right, as I said from the outset of the video, this is scheduled for a SEPA hearing, Classified Information Procedure Act hearing. This is where they talk about the processes and procedures under the Classified Information Procedure Act statute. Things such as appointing yeah. a classified information security officer, basically an intermediary, somewhat like a independent monitor or special master, if you will. But the, uh, the these officers work to basically handle the classified information in transmitting documents to the court so that there is no kind of leakage to the public. You, know, you can file documents under seal, but sometimes even filing a document under seal gets mishandled and it ends up accidentally going public. So these classified information security officers hand over the classified documents, help guide the parties, the defendants, counsel, to skips, specialized compartmented uh, information facilities where they could um, look at these documents. They can only look at classified documents in these sensitive compartmented information facilities. And so these uh, security officers walk them through that process. But as the judge said, I am going to be hearing more than just going through the Classified Information Procedures Act issues. I want to hear the party's arguments on trial date. And I think that Judge Eileen Cannon were, is going to either adopt the government's trial dates. I think she's going to ask Trump for, okay, what trial date are you proposing? Are you saying something in 2025? Are you saying something in 2024? What is your date? Because there has to be a, a, a date that's established. You can't just say never. That's why I think Donald Trump ultimately overplayed his hand. And I think Judge Eileen Cannon Yay. kind of realizes that. I think it would have behooved Donald Trump to say, hey, I'm going to set a date in 2024, but be, be on notice. We'll make another motion if we have to, to try to continue this. Because what would have happened, I mean, if Judge Eileen Cannon says there is no trial date, that's going to be immediately appealed to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. If they reverse Judge Eileen Cannon again, that gives Special Counsel Jack Smith the opportunity to basically say, all right, 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, this is the third time you've reversed her. We need to disqualify her from this case because, again, this is uh, you know a repeated pattern. So that's the maneuvering taking place here. Why we'll keep you posted you, what happens. Why are we putting up with her um, being there, there in the first place? Judge Eileen Cannon and fucking um, God, you were getting rebuked from the 11th Circuit. For now seems to be 
recognizing that at least the government made particularized showings and Trump didn't, and be prepared to talk about this and not just in broad brushes. So we'll keep you posted, of course. Unfortunately, uh, the court, it's not Judge Eileen Kennedy, the chief judge of the court uh, and the court procedures, they're not allowing cameras or electronic devices. That's a common in federal court practice, unfortunately. Uh, I think we should get all get his lawyers disbarred. I'm Ben so Marcellus from the Midas Subscribe here on our way defender. to 1.5 million subscribers. Thank you. Of course, we'll get there. It's free to subscribe, so hit the subscribe button and check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, wherever you get audio podcasts, subscribe as well to the Midas Touch podcast. Thank you. LOL. Selma. Yeah. For watching and hit subscribe. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report. Continue. Yeah, it's great. Put up, shut up, traitor. Live Trump warns put up or shut up as criminal, criminal trial date looms streamed two hours ago. Big news in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal ca case against Trump federal court in Florida for yeah. willful retention of national defense nice. information at Mar-a-Lago. First, federal judge Eileen Cannon has ordered Trump's lawyers be ready to discuss an actual trial date for the criminal case at one of the first big hearings, which is now set for Tuesday, July 18th. None of this, hey, let's just see what happens after the November 2024 election. Second, special counsel Jack Smith turned in his second tranche of discovery documents in the criminal case over to Trump's lawyers, adding to the more than 800,000 documents already produced a few a few weeks earlier in the first tranche and the third special counsel jack smith filed a motion for protective order regarding the classified documents uh, informing the judge that trump's lawyers said that they're going to be objecting to some portion of the protective order but then trump's lawyers essentially ghosted jack smith <laughs> jack ain't taken smack and he ain't taken delay from trump's team we'll discuss also in breaking news the georgia supreme court denied a very bizarre and totally frivolous petition filed by donald trump directly with the supreme court instead of you know, going through like normal court procedures about how cases get filed in a trial court that work its way up to an appellate court before the Supreme Court can decide if it wants to hear a case. Trump's so-called original petition with the Georgia Supreme Court asked them to remove the Fulton County District Attorney from pursuing oh, criminal charges 
against Donald Trump and to quash or basically destroy the report and recommendations made by the previous Fulton County Special Grand Jury that was investigating Trump's crimes. The Georgia Supreme Court had no chill, and I love it. It issued a two-word order, <laughs> petition dismissed. <laughs> That's it. No order, petition dismissed, signed by all justices. Basically, just get out of here, chump. Also, MAGA Republicans met at the Palm Beach Convention Center in Florida for the Turning Point Action Conference. Turning Point USA, that group founded by Charlie Kirk, is now basically the biggest Republican group out there. Crazy to say, now that MAGA has taken over the party, it's essentially replaced the RNC. In fact, they took a straw poll at the end of the convention mm -hmm. saying everybody wants to just totally defund the RNC. So what went Whoa. down at this conference? Whoa. Well, you had Don Jr. saying he doesn't do cocaine because that's somehow uh, important to the American people. Lauren Boebert saying that she is a rhino hunter because... What are you even talking about? Marjorie Taylor Greene saying it's a bad thing that President Biden is like President Lyndon B. Johnson. Ted Cruz saying the Barbie movie is a communist Chinese plot because it's a map that was up there about Barbie land. And Trump making up fake conversations that never happened between himself and Vladimir Putin. I mean, such a sad state of affairs for the Republican Party on crazy. full display at that conference, in Congress, and just throughout the country. Fucking and finally, let's talk about some of the success in the Biden administration. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, an excellent messenger, themselves. discussing the economy, job growth, infrastructure projects, low unemployment, and more over the weekend. We've got a great episode for all of you. Midas Mighty, Brett and Jordy. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. It's always great to see you, brothers. Great to see the Midas Mighty. Always a pleasure to be here every week. Every week, I think. Can these people get weirder? Can they get more weirder, crueler, more strange? And every single week they do. They get they, they sink deeper and deeper and deeper. This convention that happened and over the weekend, one of the most bizarre things the that I have ever witnessed in my entire life. And Donald and Trump there deeper. also just so incredibly whining. All the guy does now is just whine and complain and, uh, woe is me. Oh, no, they're coming after me. I, I can't even fathom paying a penny to see this guy just like whine at me. The whole party is completely destroyed. The whole party is completely Good. deranged. I mean, we're going to show you these clips and it comes from utter desperation though. I think that's what everyone needs to realize. What we are seeing are the last gasps of a dying political movement. And it is our job to usher in an era of normalcy. And finally, right. once and for all, silence these people. And I am looking forward to exposing it all on this show today. Jordy, looking good today. How are you? What do you mean looking good today? Like the way you I'm phrased that was a little bit of weird. I mean, you're looking good every day, but you're looking. I'm doing different. good. I'm just messing with you, <laughs> big bro. I'm, I can't. It's, it's Monday. It's, it's Monday. It's my favorite day of the week. What do you, I, I love show days. I love Monday, hanging out with your brothers. Monday, your favorite day. When we get to do the show with the Midas Mighty, absolutely. Are you kidding? 
Uh, and just so people know, so, so the brothers and I, we get on about probably 10, 10, a good 10 minutes before the show. We go over, we're like, okay, here are the beats that we're going to hit. The brothers threw out a, a, a challenge to me tonight. They said, you know, we have these great emoticons that we use for YouTube. We should do one. And then they said, majority, uh, who should go? Why don't we should do one for you? And I said, well, fine. We could do a Jordy emoticon. That would be really great. And then Ben and Brett said, well, how about we do this? If we get 40 new memberships, we release the Jordy emoticon tonight. So you can become a member of the YouTube community by hitting that little dollar sign. It helps fund the network. And also, it would prove to the brothers that there's enough Midas Mighty love and support to get that Jordy emoticon out there and being used for all the members. So what do you guys say to that? I will see. I like it. I like it. Emoticon versus emoji. What's the distinction between emoticon versus emoji? Do you know? Yeah, just the year. I think. I think it's more, 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 more of the year that you were born is what you decide. Oh, we're already getting new members. It's working, guys. It's, we're gonna hit that forty tonight. We're gonna hit the forty. We, we honestly, we may hit it in the next like few seconds. I think an emoticon is an emoji with no chill. Ben, to put it in your, to yeah, put it in your language. Cool, cool words, Ben. It's like the, the Georgia Supreme. Uh, that's how we describe it here on the Midas Touch. Network. How was the Georgia Supreme Court ruling rejecting Donald Trump's frivolous petition? Well, Ben Micellis said, no chill. Okay, well, what does that mean? The petition was denied. <laughs> so that's just, that, that's just a Midas touch parlance. But look, the most important thing, <laughs> the most important thing that we do here, though, is expose it, whether it's frivolous filing or extremism that has taken over the Republican Party. And wow, was that on full display at this turning point conference held at the Palm Beach Convention Center. This was some of the most deranged stuff, but this is mainstream Republicanism today. It's Republican equals Trumpism right now, fascism plus idiocracy. And I, I just want to get right into it right away. So one of the, the main things that they attack is the Republican Party because they are the Trump cult. And they make it very clear that they don't like the Republican Party. And what they are referring to is what they refer to as rhinos, Republican in name only. A lot of MAGA Republicans think that they're actually talking about rhinoceroses, and they spell it like a, I, I kid you not. Donald Trump reposted somebody today on his social media platform. I'm doing a hit on it. And they're like, we ate rhinos. You know, and like they thought it was a rhinoceros. Um, and they're, cause they're just, <laughs> I swear you because they're just you, you have to watch my hot take in the morning I'm, like, I'm, looking, for, I'm looking forward to it yeah look, look, look for it he like reposts one of these cult followers I think like it's a cult follower named like Mary loves Jesus with the cross as the name that he reposts but go and take a look at that I, I may be off a little bit I'm very, very, very confused that's okay <laughs> so let's start off this is Charlie Kirk who hosts the event Charlie Kirk is the one who wants to start his own university and school he never went to college. Not that I have a problem with that, but he wants to start his own college. Um, and this is Charlie Kirk, who's like a major leader right now in the modern-day Republican Party. And he's saying he's sick of what the Republicans have become. Play this clip. But if you're like me, I am sick of what the Republican Party has become in the last couple of years. Do you agree? 
They're all yeah. clapping, and they're referring, though, to the rhinoceroses. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I want to be like, you know, he's right. You know, like, like, and a lot of the statements they make, I'm like, you know, there's some, there's actually some truth to that. I, too, am disappointed in the direction of the Republican Party. The worst Party. person you know just made a great point. <laughs> exactly. Put, put, up the, put up the face. However, what you then have to do is go, oh, they live in a different version of reality. They they live in pretend world. They live in the upside down as a Stranger Things fans out there. They live in a world where not, where the sky is not blue. The sky is I don't even know. That. And so once you realize that fact, you go, oh, he's not talking about. He's talking about rhinoceros with zebra stripes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's, that's, what he, that's what he's referring to. Well, he's talking about a world where Marjorie Taylor Greene is giving a speech warning the audience that President Joe Biden is trying to finish what FDR started by trying to address problems related to, related to rural poverty, education, and medical care, and warning that it's similar to what President Lyndon B. Johnson did with Medicare and Medicaid. This is what they are talking about. They are attacking President Biden for pursuing initiatives like LBJ and FDR. Play the clip. Lyndon B. Johnson is very similar to Joe Biden. How are they the same? They're both Democrat socialists. Lyndon B. Johnson was the majority leader in the Senate. Does that sound familiar? He was Vice President to Kennedy. Joe was Vice President to Obama. He was appointed as the President after JFK was assassinated, then he was elected. His big socialist programs were the Great Society. The Great Society were big government programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and welfare. The Office of Economic Opportunity and Big Labor and Labor Unions. Now, LBJ had the Great Society, but Joe Biden had Build Back Better. Don't and head. he still Build is working better. on it. The largest Jenny. public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually Social finishing what FDR started that LBJ expanded, that LBJ expanded on, on and Joe Biden on. is attempting to complete. And Biden is attempting to complete. It's like a bad, it's like a bad third grade project. I thought Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> was going to just pull out a diorama. Remember the diorama? <laughs> yeah. was be like, and, oh, and Ben, ben yeah. has Ben somehow pulled out a diorama. I don't know where. I just have a diorama just on yeah, the base of a okay, diorama. First off, a fun fact about me. I freaking love making dioramas. You would be good at making dioramas. Shoebox dioramas in third grade. We should bring back dioramas. But it's like it's like she just was doing a fifth grade book report on who LBJ was and who FDR was. Like she didn't know who these people were, and then she attacked President Biden of some of the most transformative presidents who brought us the Civil Rights Act who brought us Medicare and Medicaid, who tried to cure rural poverty, people who have monuments made of them in Washington, D.C. That's who she's saying are the bad guys. And you know who they say is the good guys? Richard Nixon. Yeah. Like They're all about reviving the legacy of Richard Nixon. So here's what the White House wrote. The White House, the White House posted, they go, you caught us there, Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
President Biden is working to Money. make life easier for hard-working families. Let's make that diorama, Brett, eh? I would love to make a diorama. we got to bring it back, you know, in this tech age with cell phones and everything. It just the Dioramas have gotten kind of brushed to the side. I think we need to take them more to the <laughs> forefront. You're so right, though. Every time Marjorie Taylor Greene reads, uh, or every time she speaks about something in American history, it as if she had just read it for the first time, and she just <laughs> learned these names. She just learned the name Lyndon B. Johnson. She like that was her first time ever hearing about this person ever. First time, right? She like said like his right name. before she read that, I have no doubt she had never heard of any of these policies beforehand. <laughs> and the fact that she names them off, I mean, that is the perfect campaign ad, ironically, for right. President Biden right there. He wants to finish when FDR started. He cares about <laughs> education. He cares about you getting medical care. Could you imagine somebody caring (laughs) about rural poverty? How dare you, Joe Biden? How dare you? Unbelievable levels of just narcissism, unbelievable levels of just having no clue whatsoever what the hell you are saying. And that was a gift, (laughs) a gift delivered on a silver platter huh. to president biden right there and, and and he served it right back to it uh didn't the white house have that amazing tweet today on top of all of this brett mm-hmm. i don't know if we have that here but basically uh <laughs> george i think jordy got caught up because jordy saw the emojis yeah, going jordy, on his face you, you, you've been, look, you've been looking same. at the emojis jordy yeah, and maybe yeah, you're yeah, building jo- a diorama we, we, we spoke about that <laughs> did we come we about sorry that. sorry i got really excited okay for the audio listeners we hit we hit the Jordy emoji in like the first five minutes. So I, I yeah, admittedly I was in the chat, not listening to the brothers just now. Yeah. But I'm super so, stoked that we um, hit, emoji you, Jordy. You, you, you can rewind the episode back sixty seconds. <laughs> but, but here it is. We covered it. But he, yeah, they served it up right in the yo. White House, took it down, and and by the way, huge shout out to Brian Tyler Cohen, Brian Tyler Cohen, a YouTube powerhouse now on MSNBC, by the way getting the retweet here from the White House. Pretty cool stuff. BTC. I know we have a lot of BTC fans in the Midas Mighty and yeah. want to show BTC some love there. Very, very, very cool stuff. But it just show, it goes to show you how out of touch this Republican Party is, that the things that they are railing against constantly are things that help people on a massive level. And she is hoisting these names up these names that are like universally beloved figures in American history, some of the highest ranked presidents in all of American history. And she is holding that up as a negative, a negative comparison to President Biden. It makes zero sense whatsoever unless you live in the MAGA upside down universe. And this is a leader. I'm using quotes here. This, the, the, this is a leader. This is someone who represents you, the American people. And so I know you guys goof on me. I won't say it, but I will say it. The compounding interest of craziness. (laughs) On the eve of the first significant pretrial hearing. Goof on me. I won't say it, but I will say it. The compounding interest of craziness. These (laughs) clips are absolutely insane. There's no other way to put it other than the fact that this person, they control what happens to you, your loved ones, your life, because they get to vote. And so that's why when you look at that clip, share that clip because these people are out of their damn minds. I'm telling you. (laughs) You know what I love about that clip, Jordy? Yeah. They served it right up to the White House, and the White House had the best response. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, Kevin McCarthy, though, just said that Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of his most respected members in Congress. He said he appreciates her contributions the most. He just put Marjorie Taylor Greene on a very important reconciliation committee to deal with the National Defense (laughs) Authorization Act. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who put in amendments, fortunately, we'll talk about more of them, but the amendment she put was voted down to remove the United States from NATO to stop the United States from supplying you know, weapons to Ukraine, to defund any efforts in Ukraine. This is who Kevin McCarthy put on the reconciliation committee that basically reconciles this extremist Republican bill where they put all of these ridiculous amendments in the House of Representatives to reconcile it with, with the very normal Senate bill. Like She's going to be in a room with people like Chuck Schumer. She's going to be in a room with people like Dick Durbin. She presides over the House floor. She's presiding consistently, Ben. Consistently. But, you know, this this is a very critical, you know, it's it's ceremonial. Like, it's a pain in the ass to see her there. um, But it's mostly ceremonial. But it's still obnoxious to have her there and disgrace Mm -hmm. the House floor. Putting her on this reconciliation committee to cause damage to our troops is freaking unforgivable to me. But let's go down to more things that are unforgivable. This is Lauren Boebert. Um, you know, she does this thing where she like marches on the stage and she talks about being a professional rhino hunter. Uh, she, she loves hunting rhinoceros. Here, play this So that we have the power to unite and take everything back. Take it all back from the socialists and the communists and the dictators who want to destroy our country. And even in the beginning of this Congress, me and, oh, say, 19 of my friends and I, we even showed that we can take back our country from the D.C. establishment because we are professional rhino hunters. And, uh, wow. And, and, and who she's referring to, though, in her MAGA language as the establishment are people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kevin McCarthy by holding Kevin McCarthy up for 14 votes for the speakership. I want to show you now Don Jr. speaking because, of course, you need in MAGA world the president's son. Like, remember, like the Republican like uh, convention that was held where it was like all it was like the Kim Jong Un convention. It was like all Trump family members. Like, yeah. that's what it's going to look like again if he gets the nomination uh, for the Republican Party. This is Don Jr. That this is a critical thing he wanted to tell people that cocaine isn't his thing. Well, we know it's always projection and confession when MAGA Republicans play the clip. I get it. My guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends, they're like, hey, dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know. Luckily, I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. I don't snort cocaine. Hold on, hold on. What was the noise? What was the guttural noise he made right before he said cocaine? Could, could we listen to it one more time? Yeah, can you please play it back? Because I actually have a theory. Okay, you got to listen. Listen to right before he says the word cocaine, the noise that he makes. I get it. My guys. More time. Yeah, can you please play it back? Because I actually. Like, oh, that was hypothesis theory here. Oh, like, that was started. Binding, whatever. Like, that was started. Hold on, hold on. What was the noise? <laughs> What's the guttural noise <laughs> he made right before he said cocaine? Could, could we listen to it one more time? Yeah, can you please play it back? Because I actually have a theory. 
Okay, you gotta listen. Listen to right before he says the word cocaine, the noise that he makes. I get it. My guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends. They're like, hey dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know, luckily I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. <laughs> He's saying Adderall. He's saying he doesn't snort Adderall, and he catches himself because <laughs> he probably does. Is? I think, so I don't, I, but legally, legally... A hypothesis theory here. He's about to say I snort Adderall, which he likely does legally binding whatever. Says he and snorts then he Adderall. Himself. I don't know what kind of disclaimer. That was Jordy. Then <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't well, cut it in the legal world. Doesn't cut it. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't save me enough. I'm gonna give a legally binding. Oh, oh, hold, hold, on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. What was the noise? What was the guttural noise he made right before he said, "Okay, could could we listen to it once?" Binding whatever. Oh, like, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. What was the noise? What's my guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends. They're like, hey dude, hey dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know, luckily I don't snort all cocaine, like it's not my thing. He's saying Adderall. He's saying he doesn't snort Adderall and he catches himself because <laughs> is that he probably think it does. Is? I think, so I don't, I, but legally, legally, a hypothesis theory here, he's about to say I snort Adderall, which he likely does, legally binding whatever. And then he catches himself. I don't know what kind of disclaimer that was, Jordy. Then <laughs> <laughs> that, that well, doesn't cut it in the legal world. Doesn't cut it? That didn't, that didn't, that didn't save me enough. I'm going to give a legally binding whatever. Just uh, you, your opinion is that's what he was going to say. Thank right? you. Yes. My opinion is that he was leading with that he does not snort uh, at cocaine. I don't know. That might be a generous interpretation. I, I, I think that was maybe just an involuntary noise from all the cocaine that he snorts. <laughs> according to according to according, according to, to your, my opinion according to yeah, your opinion I mean, probably snorts Adderall just we're like his daddy there's a first amendment we could all have our opinions what we observe but it's just opinions let me show you this of Adderall and he has a shit ton of He has coke nose.
point, that's why he wears so much makeup. Okay, did you see Noel Kastler on Twitter? He's a stand-up comedian and former apprentice staffer. He says that Trump snorted, snorts everything, but he helps a shit ton of Adderall. There's a picture with the drawer open behind him. And it's full of Adderall and Sudafeds. You can see it's... Uh, He snorted so much like a pig that he has a scar from coconut surgery. That's why he wears so much makeup. This is what an attendee said to, I think he said this to Ted Cruz when Ted Cruz was up there and he was, and this attendee was saying that he's really tired that people aren't going to jail. But who he's referring to are people like Merrick Garland, people like Congress member Adam Schiff, and, and Democrats. That's who he's surprised isn't going to jail. And rather than Ted Cruz saying, okay, what cocaine isn't his thing? Well, we know it's always projection and confession when MAGA Republicans play the clip. I get it. My guys who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends, they're like, Hey, dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know. Luckily, I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. I don't snort cocaine. I'm all, like, I don't snort cocaine. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. What was the noise? What's the guttural noise he made right before he said, okay, could, could we listen to it one more time? Yeah, can you please play it back? Because I actually have a theory. Okay, you got to listen. Listen to right before he says the word cocaine, the noise that he makes. I get it. My guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends, they're like, hey, dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know. Luckily, I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. He's saying Adderall. He's saying he doesn't snort Adderall, and he catches himself because <laughs> is he probably does. Is? I think, so I don't, I, but legally, legally, uh, hypothesis theory here, he's about to say I snort Adderall, which he likely does, legally binding, whatever, and then he catches himself. And I don't know what it. kind of disclaimer that was, Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> ben, that, that well, doesn't cut it in the legal world? Doesn't cut it? That didn't, that didn't, that didn't save me enough? I'm going to give a legally binding whatever. Just, uh, you, your opinion is that's what he was going to say, Thank right? you, yes. My opinion is that he was leading with that he does not snort at cocaine. I don't know. That might be a generous interpretation. I, I, I think that was maybe just an involuntary noise from all the cocaine that he snorts. <laughs> according to according to according, according, according to, to your, my opinion. According to your opinion. I mean, we're, we're all entitled. We're all, we're all entitled. entitled There's to a opinions First Amendment. That, we could all have our opinions. We, we have opinions. It's reflected by what we observe, but it's just opinions. Yeah. Um, let me show you. This is what an attendee said to, I think he said this to Ted Cruz when Ted Cruz was up there and he was, and this attendee was saying that he's really tired that people aren't going to jail, but who he's referring to are people like Merrick Garland, 
people like Congress member Adam Schiff and, and Democrats. That's who he's surprised isn't going to jail. And rather than Ted Cruz saying, okay, what are you talking about? Ted Cruz is like, yeah, I agree. The problem why we can't prosecute them is you see uh, President Biden controls the executive branch and therefore controls the Department of Justice. Play the clip. I am so tired of hearing we're going to hold them responsible. I want to know why, after six months, we can't put anybody in jail. It's a great question. We got two and a half years after the insurrection. Jeez. Fucking disgrace. So, so, Mike, thank you for that question. You are exactly right, and it is infuriating and frustrating. And I'll tell you, let me tell you why people haven't gone to jail. Because under our Constitution and the federal government, the only people who can bring a prosecution is the executive branch of the government, and in particular, the United States Department of Justice. That means no member of the legislature can bring an indictment, no member of the legislature can convene a grand jury, no member of the legislature can prosecute a case. Likewise, no member of the court, no judge can say, I'm going to prosecute someone. It is only the executive branch, and it is why it is such a tragic disaster that we have a Biden administration led by Merrick Garland, the most political attorney general in history, who refuses to enforce the law. They said, they responded, they said, good question. It may be the dumbest question. <laughs> Number one, it may be the worst question. And by the way, Ted Cruz went to Harvard Law. Like, yeah. Ted Cruz knows better. He knows exactly what he is doing. And he is doing it specifically to divide. He is doing it with a callous disregard for our nation, for civility. And he is doing it out of crude power. Ted Cruz, in every aspect, one of the most disgusting, disgusting and despicable Americans. And that just further highlights it right there. I want to show you another Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz clip in a moment. But this is former Arkansas governor. Someone who was a Republican his whole life, Asa Hutchinson, um, who just gets booed. And this is someone who, you know, identifies as like a, a, a conservative or Republican. But uh -uh. in today's MAGA Republican Party, if you're not part of the cult, this is what happens to you. Play the clip. Push essential and non-essential businesses. And whenever you... The crowd boos him and says, Trump, Trump, Trump. He just smiles and he gives the speech. You know what a real leader would do? He would say, you know what? All of you who are in this cult, you are anti-American. You can shout for Trump, but you have a false prophet. The fact that you've hoisted up any politician as a prophet who is screwing each and every one of you, you all are traitors to the United States of America. 
That's what he should say, what basically Chris Christie's saying. Yeah, he just sits there and he goes, Oh, shucks, oh, woe's me. You know, it, 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 we're a rhinoceros. I'm a rhinoceros. We, you're, you're right. Uh, we, 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 spoke, we speak often about that moment uh, during the Obama-McCain uh, election when uh, a person in the audience during, I believe it was a town hall, asked John McCain a question like, you know, something about, uh, oh, but Obama's a Muslim. How could you vote for that? You know, it's just spreading like lies and disinformation. And John McCain actually went to her and corrected her. And it was actually a good yeah. moment that showed that the Republican Party, while they had these crazies in the party, still had the dignity to push that away, to condemn it. Now what the Republican Party has done is this event that we are playing these clips from, this Turning Point event hosted by Charlie Kirk with Donald Trump and this whole MAGA movement, it's become a movement of that woman. They have given that woman the microphone. That's what they've done. Instead of putting those people, instead of condemning them and saying, no, these are not our beliefs, you do not stand for the values of the United States of America. They said, okay, say whatever you want. Okay, yeah, we'll say it. Yes, we'll cheer you on. And then we'll get smart people. I know people are going to, might get upset with me for saying this, but Ted Cruz, don't get it twisted. Ted Cruz is a smart, highly educated person. Go along with it. They stoke this rage. They stoke this animosity. And inevitably, the monster that they created ends up running wild. You, you get the questions like you do in those hearings. These people get increasingly angry. And so what do they have to do? They have to invent the next conspiracy theory. They have to invent a scapegoat. Oh, it's not our fault that there aren't mass arrests. It's those evil Democrats' fault. It's Merrick Garland, the most corrupt attorney general of all time. How do you even say that with a straight face? You could say a lot of things about Merrick Garland. To say he is the most political attorney general of all time is like the Fucking single ridiculous. most laughable statement you could possibly say. It is absurd on every single level. But they are terrified of the cult. They are terrified of the monster that they created. Let me just say this. Cruz... Fine. I, I, he's smart. He's well-educated. I'll give you that more so than he's smart. But he's more greedy than anything else, which is why he continues to do this. If he wasn't making money off of this grift, he, 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 just, he, just, he just wouldn't. And you know what I always say? Give them the microphone. Let them speak like this because they're going to talk like this with the Charlie Kirks of the world. And you know what? The Midas Touch Network that outproduces and outviews the Fox News, the RSBNs, we're going to have Congressman Jared Moskowitz come on and sit down with Ben Micellis to do a one-on-one -on -one interview. Great. And, you know, and, and pro-democracy values will resonate with Americans 10 out of 10 times. And we'll play this clip in a little bit. I'll, I'll let you get back to the clips in a sec, Ben. But uh, after we play a few more of these, uh, and there was this moment uh, after the 2022 midterms when Charlie Kirk and Wendy Rogers of Arizona, one of these insane MAGA conspiracy theorists, Republican state senators, um, you know, had to figure out what went wrong during the election. Why didn't, why didn't Republicans win in Arizona like they thought it was going to be? Why wasn't there a red wave? And there was this very brief moment of clarity where they were like, 
are we in an echo chamber? But now they are, they, they just, they didn't learn anything from it though. They went right back into the echo chamber and they shut the door and locked themselves inside. And that's where they find themselves now. So when we see the poll also, this, this poll that Ben spoke about before, from this turning point event, it's not showing you the perspectives of Americans. It's showing you the perspective of the MAGA cult. And when you compare the methodology, or not the methodology, but when you compare the results of this poll with the results of actual real polls conducted amongst actual, like, the American people, you see how fringe, to your point, Jordy, you see how out of touch those ideas are. So they could stay in that echo chamber if they want, but they're doing so at their own peril at the end of the day. Couldn't agree more with you. I want to show you this clip now of Ted Cruz, an interview taken right around the same time as this conference. And Ted Cruz is saying that the Barbie movie, which, by the way, isn't out yet. So did Ted Cruz seek out the Barbie movie? Is he watching? screener? Is he getting an advanced screener? It comes out July 21st. But he's saying that the Barbie movie is brainwashing young girls with Chinese propaganda. But before showing you this clip, I want to show you, I guess, the scene that he is referring to. Put up the photo of this scene. The fact that we're even talking about that. Hey, just, describe, just, describe it, please. Just back to me for a second, and then, then we'll pull up the screen. The fact that we are talking about a Republican senator attacking the Barbie movie, and every week it's like, oh, yeah, well, last week they attacked the M&M. Oh, and what'd they do before that? Oh, uh, Dr. Seuss. And uh, what'd they do before that? Oh, they attacked uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, and what they attacked before then? Oh, you know, Chick-fil-A. They attacked Chick-fil-A. I thought they liked Chick-fil-A. No, they say that's no longer the Lord's chicken anymore. What, what, what in the world? <laughs> that's what they say. Like, what, what, what's going on here? Okay, so pull open the map. So the map that you're looking at right here doesn't even show an actual map of the real world. It's a cartoon Barbie world map that has no relation to any actual map that exists. So you might as well be looking at like Westworld or like Westeros. Like it is a made up world. It's literally like one of the concepts of the movies that like the dialogue, the things that happen, it's as, it's, it is as if it is people playing with Barbie dolls. And the dialogue kind of echoes what it would be like for children to play with Barbie dolls. And the maps and everything are like what a child would do. So it looks like a child drew a random kind of map of uh, nothing, really. It's just a mess. It's like a little child drawing. But Ted Cruz and his fellow Republicans look at this and go, Chinese propaganda. Yeah. So, so while... Democrats are talking about jobs and making sure unemployment is low and reducing the cost of prescription drug prices and protecting veterans and seniors and protecting Social Security, <laughs> Medicare and Medicaid, fighting for equality, protecting a woman's right to control her body, building infrastructure. Like that's the stuff that Democrats are talking about. Here is a big issue for Ted Cruz and the Barbie movie. Play this clip now. Um, I'm I'm the dad of two young daughters. This is you know going to be a big movie, particularly for a lot of young girls. There's a scene in Barbie where where there is this map of the world, and it, it's drawn like with crayon. I mean, it's really a very simple cartoon, and so they have this blockish thing that is called Asia, and then they've drawn what are called the nine dashes, which is this is Chinese 
communist propaganda, which the Chinese are asserting sovereignty over the entirety of the South China Sea. And they don't have any right to it under international law, but they're trying to take it away from their neighbors there, take away and, and claim China's in charge of the entire sea and no one else, whether Vietnam or Singapore or other nations in that area, they don't have any rights to... to, to what the hell is he talking about? And, and he has that Don Jr. voice. This is going to be a big, a big movie. It's going to be a big movie. Like, why do they all... It's not that deep. It's not that deep, Teddy. It's a bargain movie. And I'll say this real quick, too, just real quick. This reminds me of the Dylan Mulvaney situation with um, um, Bud, Bud Light. Because, what, he picks no, out one all. scene. Adderall, this isn't even no. what the whole movie's about. One scene from the trailer There's that they saw, and case. so they saw this screenshot, and they decided to make a whole big deal. The Mulvaney situation was a promotional post. It wasn't an entire campaign. So, to Ben, to your point, this is what they do. They hang their hats on these ridiculous issues to make uh, mountains out of whatever that expression by, is. By, by the way, I'm looking at it, and there aren't even nine dashes. There are eight. There are, it looks like there are eight dashes. I can't believe I'm even human. I feel ridiculous talking about this. Here's, 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 it's, it's, it's hard to imagine why Ted Cruz's daughter hates him. Republicans, <laughs> Republicans in the House of Representatives and in Congress are actually colluding with a spy for the spy working for the government of China, of course, unlawfully, who is also an Iranian arms dealer and Libyan arms dealer, but is doing the bidding of China for Donald Trump. We have the text messages and emails, and the MAGA Republicans say, that is who our whistleblower is. They're actually harboring an indicted fugitive spy for China, and they are complaining about the Barbie movie. We got a lot more to discuss, but let's take our first quick break. Estás disfrutando de mi podcast? Thanks to Babbel, I know what that means. Do you? One in five Americans have a learn a new language on their bucket list. Now, if that's you, check it off the list this summer with Sarah Babbel. Clarkson. Because with Babbel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. That's right. This summer, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Now, but why Babbel? Because accent. it works. <laughs> Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling your... That is, that is simply not... Let's read the dictionary. Zelensky. Vladimir over here. No, I mean... Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. For instance, one study shows that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. I just touched podcast. Ben Micellis joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. Thank you, everybody who supports our sponsors. Even if you don't support our sponsors, thank you, anybody, for being here with us. But support our sponsors. There's some really great sponsors. Babbel and Mosh are both amazing. I, I use both every day. Both Babbel and Mosh. Definitely check those both out. Links Spanish in the description below. Spanish is sounding good, Jay. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. And thank uh, bullshit. <laughs> sounds... You know, I like that you. It's it's a continuing edu It's Talking continuing education, but it's it's a good. No, it's great. I mean, I, I'm stoked. I'm gonna roll it out during one of these. <laughs> and you guys, your minds are gonna be blown. I have not. I I haven't gone too deep down the rabbit hole so far to show yeah. you guys, but Babel has. It's really revolutionary. And thank you, everybody who's uh, become a member and Your has bought other people memberships. Those shit, Jordy dude. emojis are great, and of course we don't oh. have. 
We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. So your memberships on YouTube or your memberships at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, they're two separate things, but they both go a long way to help build this network because we don't want to have people really controlling us or telling us what to do. So it's a fun way to build the network. You buy people memberships. You can ask to receive memberships. Anyway, that's my pitch right there. But the most important thing you can do, share these videos, share our clips, and let people know about the Midas Touch Network. All right. Let's talk about when finally Donald Trump speaks at this event. Of course, he's the keynote speaker at the cult event as the cult leader. Here, Donald Trump is talking. I, I really have no clue what he's even talking about here. I think he's saying that he spoke to Putin a couple of days ago, or he spoke to somebody named Vladimir a couple of days ago. I, 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 is he talking about I, I I, I don't know who he's talking. He didn't speak to anybody a couple of days ago. He's making this story up. I think I realized what he's saying here after watching it about a hundred times. But let's, let's play the clip and, and see if people think that I'm right. China's not a problem. If you have the right leadership, Russia's not a problem. They would have never done what they did. Believe me, they would have never done. And I spoke to... Vladimir, did you see the other day, two days ago, he called, he told the, he's talking to the president of Ukraine, and he said, uh, Vladimir, he meant Zelensky, Vladimir over here, no, oh, I meant, uh, huh. Okay, they're laughing at that. He's just not even saying words anymore, just at the end of it. That's what these... Word challenge. That couldn't even call the speeches are becoming. He just goes, and then everybody like laughs and they like laugh. Yes, yes, perfect, perfect. Yes. Yeah. 